This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. On this Friday morning, October the 14th, 2022, now we woke up to a little chilly weather this morning, the low 40s. I'm looking outside the window, looks like the sun's coming up and it's clear skies. Had a little rain yesterday. That's going to, looks like a pretty nice day. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Hope you're having a wonderful week. These are your top five headlines for this Friday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. Charlie Kirk, docuseries tells of carnage, crime on southern border. Charlie Kirk, I've been down to Nogales. I've been down to Yuma multiple times. And I'm always just kind of so disappointed at how the media portrays what's happening on the border versus what's actually happening. And even right-wing media gets it mostly right, but there's a deeper story at play of how the cartel is running this like a business, about how human beings are actually the ones that are being smuggled more than drugs, and all these different kinds of layers to the story. Border battle is being shown exclusively at SalemNow.com. All right, so I had a chance to preview the uh, first episode of uh, Border Battle. And I think it's something that uh, everybody should take a look at. If you're a little bit squeamish, be careful. It is quite graphic, but it really portrays the reality of what's going on on the southern border. The smuggling, the child smuggling, the rapes, the cartel. They're terrorists. They have complete control of the southern border. You'll be shocked to see how how it's just uh, it's a mess. It all lies upon the Biden administration. So check it out. It's being played over on uh, SalemNow.com. Everybody should take a look at it. Get yourself educated so you know what to do. And remember, we're going to be voting here in the next 24 days. So let's um, not forget that the border is definitely one of those issues that will be on the ballot. All right, headline number four. Woke Superman comic canceled due to low sales. National Review, DC Comics is canceling Superman, Son of Kal-El, a book series it launched last year about a bisexual Superman amid poor sales. The series' 18th issue, due out in December, will be its final installment. The series saw 17-year-old Jonathan Kent, the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, take on a number of social issues, including climate change, school shootings, and the rescue of undocumented migrants. The series even featured face coverings in an effort to help mitigate the spread of COVID-19 in fiction. From the Washington Examiner, the announcement was made over the weekend during New York Comic Con. According to DC, the 18th issue will be the series' last. Superman, Son of Kal-El will end with issue number 18, but fans of John Kent do not need to worry. Writer Tom Taylor and artist Clayton Henry will be telling new John Kent stories in Adventures of Superman, John Kent said the company in a press release. Okay, so the markets don't lie. People 
They they spit that stuff out. They don't want to see a bisexual Superman. I mean, Superman is much cooler being a real man, a Superman. And when you try to take the cultural revolution and try to apply it to the Superman image, it just doesn't work in the market and people aren't buying it. So they had to scrap it. Again, just more wokeness, more cultural degradation. This is all Marxist ideology. This is where we're at today, folks. Need to be aware of what's going on. Need to understand its roots, where it comes from. Push back on it. We're not a socialist country. We never will be. We're not a communist country. We don't believe in dictators. We don't believe in censorship. So all this stuff needs to be exposed and removed from the American psyche. All right, headline number three. January 6th committee to subpoena Trump. CNBC, the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riot, plans to vote to subpoena former President Donald Trump during Thursday's public hearing. The move to subpoena Trump has been under consideration for some time, sources familiar with the committee's plans told NBC. The planned vote will mark the boldest step yet for the bipartisan panel, which has so far issued more than 100 subpoenas and interviewed more than 1,000 people over the course of its investigation. Trump is thought to be highly unlikely to willingly cooperate with the committee, which he repeatedly decried as a politically motivated witch hunt. Axios Vice Chair Liz Cheney, Republican from Wyoming, also reminded viewers at the top of the hearing that the committee may ultimately decide to make criminal referrals to the Justice Department, adding that the panel's role isn't to prosecute, but to recommend reforms. Listen, nobody cares about the January 6th committee. It's all just a witch hunt show it's from people that are very much partisan. It's, it's, it's already been proven that Liz Cheney already has some kind of a problem with Trump from the beginning. She's just trying to get back at him, probably for some family matters. I'm assuming that's really what's behind it. And uh, she lost in a major landslide. And so it's uh, she's goodbye after January. So nobody really cares. Nobody's watching the January 6th. They should be talking about the things that Biden have been doing, things that happened over in Saudi Arabia. Talk about that in a minute. It's a last desperate attempt by the Democrats to try to make political hay. All right, headline number two. Saudis claim Biden asked for delay in oil output reduction until after midterms. Quid pro quo, question mark, CNBC. The Biden administration asked Saudi Arabia, the de facto leader of oil producer group OPEC, to delay its decision on oil output by a month, the kingdom said in a statement. The Saudis declined, and in early October, OPEC Plus, which includes non-OPEC oil exporters like Russia, announced its largest supply cut since 2020, to the tune of 2 million barrels per day starting from November. Notably, the White House's request would have delayed the decision until after the U.S. midterm elections. From the Daily Wire, if Saudi Arabia's claim that President Joe Biden sought to delay oil production costs to boost Democrats' chances in the upcoming midterms is true, his new pledge to punish the kingdom sounds like the kind of quid pro quo that got former President Trump impeached. Ben Shapiro, this looks an awful lot like the President of the United States threatening to remove weaponry from a purported ally 
unless that ally performs actions that help that president politically in advance of an election. Wasn't Trump impeached for that? Yeah, so this is the double standard that we all see, where if you don't like a political opponent, then you smear him. The, the mainstream media runs with those stories, and they drive it into the ground, trying to defame that person. But then when it's their, their political ally, then they sweep it under the rug. They don't talk about it. This is what we see here with what happened in Saudi Arabia. So, again, it's just a two-tiered justice system. This is what gets the American people so fired up. Patriot movement, the Trump movement only gets stronger because they see the hypocrisy. They see the one-sided media view, the narrative, and they're fed up with it, and they're pushing back, and they're fighting. And it's a great awakening happening across this great country as a result of this obvious, obvious slant in the news and the double standards. All right, headline number one, final consumer price index numbers before midterms do not look good for Democrats. Watching the Democrats' mental gymnastics to spin this ought to be good. Wall Street Journal, U.S. consumer inflation excluding energy and food accelerated to a new four-decade high in September, a sign that strong and broad price pressures are persisting. The Labor Department on Thursday said that its so-called core consumer price index, which excludes volatile energy and food prices, rose 6.6% in September, from a year earlier, the biggest increase since August of 1982. The inflation report likely keeps the Federal Reserve on track to increase interest rates by 75 basis points at its meeting next month. It also raises the risk officials will delay an anticipated slowdown in the pace of rate rises after that or signal that they are likely to raise rates to even higher levels early next year than previously anticipated by policymakers and investors. Dagan McDowell, core consumer prices, excluding food and energy, surging 6.6% from a year ago, a new 40-year high for core inflation, inflation getting hotter, not cooler. RNC Research, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, two days ago, on the economy, I think the United States is doing very well. Okay, this is the very reason we do not want to vote the Democrats back into power. 24 days, you have the option to make your choice. And I think this says it all, the fact that the Biden administration is completely out of touch. This is a self-inflicted wound. Janet Yellen can't even recognize it. She thinks everything's fine and the American people aren't buying it because they can see every time they go to fill up at the pump, every time they go to buy their groceries, Every time they go to buy a home, every time they go to get a loan on a car, any kind of credit, they can see that interest rates have gone up, the economy is slowing, and inflation is a real problem, and they were the reason. Spending and printing money. This is what caused the inflation, and we need to vote them out in 24 days. End of story, 100%. Stop. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Friday. Thanks for joining us on the Firm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark, and we'll see you next Monday. God bless you all. See you all then. 
This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 